All right, um, welcome back. Um, we're starting another conversation, just unlearned men, but just moving through scripture. Um, yeah, you know, just moving through scripture and letting scripture breathe and speak to us rather than us speak to scripture and try to see what and tell it what it should say. So I think with the last episode, we were kind of talking about, you know, Proverbs 8, and we kind of read on that. and. Um, just to f- cap it off, because there's so much that we could talk about and a lot of and different interpretations of what Proverbs Day is really saying. So I think we could kind of, you know, just discuss that briefly. I know Lance had a little bit of insight in terms of how that is facilitated with wisdom and Christ in Scripture. <clears throat> yeah, so basically, uh, if we go to 1 Corinthians 1, verse 24, it says, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. And then if we look a little bit further down, verse 30, it says, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So not only is he wisdom, he's also righteousness, he's also sanctification, and he's also redemption. So Christ is all in that right there. And then if we go to Luke, Luke eleven forty nine, <clears throat> Christ is here speaking. He says, therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles and some of them they shall slay and persecute. And then if you compare Luke eleven forty nine verse uh, with uh, Matthew 23, verse 24, says, wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you shall kill and crucify, and some of them shall ye scourge in your synagogues and persecute them from your cities. So we compare the two, we see that the wisdom of God is quoting what's happening, what's going to happen to who, what, what's going to happen when he sends these people. Mm-hmm. Right? So Christ what? is saying the same thing. Say that again. Not you what? Uh, Matthew 23, verse 24. All right. All right, 34, my bad. Matthew 23, 34. 34, 34. 34. 34. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So at the end of the day, we're looking at Proverbs, Proverbs 8, correlating wisdom mm-hmm. with Christ and the New Testament agreeing. Right, because, I mean, it, it can't be that this wisdom here that cries out in Proverbs 8 is just... A, a, a concept, mm, right? Mm, I mean, mm. otherwise we say, like you said earlier, say person, it's personification. personification, or it's just a, it's just a, a nice story. But you know, like Dwight has said earlier, that God, there wasn't a time where God didn't have wisdom. So this can't be related to God bringing forth wisdom at some point in time, um, in terms of um, his knowledge or his ability. But it's clear that this is dealing with, as we said in verse 22, that God the Father possessed Christ. From the beginning, yeah. he was brought forth. Yeah. So whether that is one millisecond of a million of a second, the bottom line is that the Father was always before the Son. Mm-hmm. 
that the son came out from the father. Yeah. That's what I see in the scripture. We have to, we have to just believe scripture. We I think the issue is that we don't want to, it's, it's hard because it's hard because it, it reduces in people think it reduces the divinity of Christ. Right. Yeah. But no. the divinity of Christ is not because of Christ, mm. it's because of the Father. Mm. Mm. So, so therefore, if we understand that the Father is the source, mm -hmm. then the divinity of Christ is because the source is the, is the, is the, is the, is the source. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And so his divinity is sure because he is brought forth from the source. Mm -hmm. It is not little as a result of him being after the Father, mm -hmm. where the Father has always existed, or for the, for the fact yeah. that the Son came out. Like but, your son. Like, absolutely. Ma Mali is, he's, Malachi is a hundred percent human. Absolutely. <laughs> Just like you are hundred percent human. And I existed before him, but it doesn't change his humanity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, it's not an issue in my mind based on a clear understanding that Christ, the wisdom of God is that he would have a son. Yeah. The thing is that we have this idea that they are playing roles. Spiritual, you know, this is a spiritual father. It's a spiritual son. He's not really a son. He's just playing a role of a son so that we may have a better understanding or God is speaking to us in this way, right? But if God says that he sent a son, he so loved the world, world that he sent, <laughs> he gave right? his son, he gave his son. And then scripture doesn't add anything else to it to give you some type of okay well no this is really a son this is just a symbol of or it's we metaphor. need to read scripture as it as it, as reads, it reads as it right reads. he said i gave a son so if he says i gave a son he had a son to give right yeah mm -hmm. before right. he gave that son he had a son to give even if you read isaiah um Dang, I don't know the, the exact verse, but the verse that's like unto us, nine eight. I mean, uh, uh, unto us, uh, nine six. A, a child is born, a son is given. Or maybe, a, but even that, even just to go there, because that's that's something that we read every year, especially during you know the holiday seasons. But we neglect to see Isaiah truth in there. Yeah. So it says, for unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. Just like John 3.16, God had a son to give, give the world. He wasn't a son only through the incarnation. He was a son before the incarnation. And that's something that we just have to recognize and believe. But once we touch this, we gotta address some of yeah. that. <laughs> you know, but his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. And says, the mighty God, mm -hmm. you already addressed that if he is of that nature, he is, he's calling him God is not a question. Yeah. I know this mighty God. And it's mighty God, yeah. not but the almighty, almighty God. God. Mm -hmm. Right? And then it says the everlasting father. So well, what are we saying now? The son <laughs> is now also the same God the Father has been talking about. Yeah. So God, well, clearly, we, once we, we'll get to it, but we understand that this everlasting father is of the new human race. Yeah. Human race definitely. Because that's why he was given. He was yeah. given to establish something that Adam, the first Adam, yeah. lost. Yeah, exactly. And so that everlasting father is not saying that the son of God is also God the Father. Let's clarify that. But it's just saying we'll get clarity on that as we go through the episode. Yeah. yeah. So how did he give him? Say it again. To us. Son. So how do you yeah, give the son yeah, to that's us? Yeah, begottenness, right? We right. get back to John yeah, 3, yeah, 16, yeah, right? Yeah, how do you give him? Even back, God yeah. so loved the world that he gave, gave his, his only begotten, begotten son. son. So what is this begottenness? Some people call it unique. So then how did, you he, know, and, and, and how did he give him 
to yeah. the, the human race. Yeah, right. In that yeah. sense, right? So the, so the begotten prior to, I mean, after the incarnation? Or yeah, the so God? this is here, yeah. So we, we, we identify that he was begotten of the Father mm-hmm. before, before all things. All things mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. Now we see um, Isaiah saying, for unto us a son is born, unto us a child is given. Mm-hmm. Not, created. Given. not created. Not created. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not created. Let's, let's emphasize, not created. Right. A child is given. And it's interesting that he was given in son form also because he didn't come in like a full man, just walked out of nowhere and entered like, boom, no. He was given as a it's child, incarnated. as a son, as a right. baby, right? And so now we see another um, birth here taking place. And I think you touched on that in one of the um, episodes before we talked about um, how the Holy Spirit came upon Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's and look at it. Let's look at it right. real quick. Luke, yeah, Luke 135, right? And um, let's just go back a little bit, 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not. She's talking to Mary. The angel said unto her, Fear not. Thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he, no, no, he, sorry. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. Right. Mm. But see what Matthew calls it. See what Matthew says, though. Matthew says... Go ahead. Go ahead. You can Matthew go says, ahead. Matthew 1, 20, But while he taught these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. This is to Joseph, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, and then... I didn't and, and 25. And, 25. Mm-hmm. and she shall bring forth a son, mm-hmm. and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Amen. Thank and you, Joseph being raised, verse 24, from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. Now, let me just finish up too now to also go with that. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. Right, she was read. It says, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Absolutely. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. That's correct. Therefore, also, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. God. Mm. Question. Go ahead. The Holy Ghost, the power of the highest. Who are we talking about here? <laughs> that's very I mean, that's good. That's a very good question because we defined it earlier, right? When you say God, but really, God. let's stick, but stick in that that same qu- that text because I think it's answering it's it right there. Right? Yeah, no, no, it's again. Yeah, yeah, no, it's again. <laughs> the Holy Ghost shall come unto thee and the power of the highest. Who's the power of the highest? Well, I mean, to me, again, if God, the nature of God is that he is a Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit. He is holy he and he is holy spirit. And he is spirit. <laughs> yeah. Then all power is in that nature. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a different being than the Father, but mm-hmm. who the Father is in his very nature is that he is the power, he is the knowledge, he's the wisdom, he's all, right? He's, mm. he's everything. And he is this Holy Spirit that literally, a Holy Ghost, yeah. that the text is saying comes upon Mary. No different than in Genesis 1, the Spirit of God yeah, coming upon the right. waters. So same, from the Spirit of God, we're getting the presence of God and the power of God. Absolutely. Power of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I 
Absolutely. So we see also in like presence, um, when you talk about Elizabeth in verse 37, it says, For God for with God nothing shall be impossible. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So how yeah. could God bring forth a son? That's right, that's right. Nothing is impossible nothing with God. So from when we start to limit God in his to act, our humanity. To our humanity, or he can't have a son, or he can't do this, then we have gone against his word because nothing is impossible with it. Absolutely. All right? And so that's definitely answering that there with the Spirit of God moving upon Mary. She conceived, and that child now is called the Son of God. Yeah. I think, I think we stop at the things that we can come up with that are impossible for God. Yeah. You know, how we look in Scripture. Like, oh, I thought of this, so he can't really do that. And the thing that God cannot do is he cannot lie. So those are the things that other than that you can't don't limit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If he says he has a son and is a begotten son, reason why there is that word there, because I think Theo was about to touch on it, is the fact that that word is defined as unique. Mm. And when we see that word, we we tend to use, I've heard people say it a lot, oh, it's just unique. He's just unique in this way. He's just unique here. He's the only begotten and is the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. And even when you think about just how um, Mary is being told, you will bring forth a son and he shall be called the son of God. He's telling Mary that her son is gonna be called the son of God. So all through Jesus' life, She's been telling him, you are the son yeah, of God. You yeah. are the son of yeah. God. You are the son of God. Yeah. So you're telling me that Mary is lying to her. So he grew up in this false, I'm not the son. Like, yeah. no. And, 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 that's, and that's, your, you, that's a key po point because even with the disciples, like you have Peter, I think it was either Nathaniel or Andrew. They, when Christ is asking these questions about, Christ said to Spirit, the only spirit had to give that to you. Mm -hmm. You know, That's the only spirit had to reveal that to you. Mm -hmm. The Father who had revealed that to you. Exactly. Yep. Like, as, right, as Christ is revealing himself and, re and also revealing the Father, the Father is also active in revealing yep. that Christ yep. is mm -hmm. the Son of God. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the three times he where he spoke, yes. right? <laughs> three times where he spoke uh -huh. in scripture audibly. Mm -hmm. This Two other times, he said, what? This is my, my beloved son. This is my son. The well, question is, is he only dealing with him in his humanity? Is right. that, is that, is that? that right, right. Okay. and that's the, that's, that's the part that where it's, if people change in the thought where he's only the son in this. He's, this, a, he's in a, this, a son in the incarnation. incarnation. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and, yeah. and, and, and that's the only But then time. John three sixteen becomes null and void because it says God sent. His son. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah. the son is sent into the world. Right. So he's existing before we were, like we as said before. Right. So we got, as a son. Yeah. So we got to be consistent. Yeah. Let's make it clear. The devil also know who he is too. Absolutely. When he tempts yeah. him, he says, Yo, if thou be the son of God, Absolutely. you know, turn stones into bread. He never said anything outside of that. Yeah. There, yeah. When Jesus had to silence the demons. The demons. He, the demons. The demons. The demons. The demons. The demons. The demons. Demons cried out with a low voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, son of the most high God? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, then, he, then he silenced one of them was like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like, don't tell everybody this. Don't I mean, this is not has been revealed yet. Yeah, yeah, time for that. by God, do not, do and not, even, do not and even since we're talking about like the demons and like the devil, like the devil never said I would be the Most High. He said I would be like, like the Most High, and then he's constantly challenging the sonship of Jesus and like. And yeah. doing it until to, until this day, he's still doing it. Till this day, man. So the issue then, I guess, is the Satan is not trying to attack or take the place of the Father, right? The, he he, he he knows the one. Was he trying God? to replace? I think he won, won it all, man. Yeah, he won it all. I think I do think, yeah. but Satan knew that his issue was with the with son. With the son, yeah, his that's issue right, was yeah. with the son. Even though he wanted to be like God, like yeah, yeah, receiving worship, his issue was why is the son receiving worship? Exactly. Why is the son in this exalted position? Because he thought he was in the same bracket the, as, as the son. As far as Satan is understandable, yeah. he knows who the father is. Mm. The issue is like, who is this son that is in the bosom of the father? Mm, yeah. mm -hmm. Because as far as we're all, we're all ministering divine angels yeah. here, right, right. as far as he's concerned. <laughs> yeah. And so his issue is taken with wanting to be like God, receiving worship because his son right. why, is why, of that nature. Why did the Pharisees want to stone Jesus? Because he said God, God was his father. God was his father. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that equality. So mm -hmm. Satan is looking for that equality. And, and then a couple Jesus of times, you are of your father. The devil. But, <laughs> but going back to this question of when did Jesus become the son of man, right? Mm -hmm. Galatians 4 4, uh, I think, gives us some good insight. Again, reminding us that he was sent, so he didn't just become a son. Galatians 4, 4. Yeah, man. But the fullness of time has come. God sent forth his son. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, we don't even have to read it. We don't even have to read it, right? He sent his son. You know, so it's son. consistent. Luke 1, Galatians 4, 4, John 3, 16, that the son existed before he was sent, and God sent his son to join this, 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 so this we, race. So we can't, as we, as we go through these things, we can't ignore it. So... It's just a matter of not ignoring what scripture is saying. I know that there's so many things that we've looked at before in, in, our, in our past that it was hard. Right. We had to unlearn so much information in order to truly recognize who God is, who his son is, and what is being given to us. Eternal life, John 17, three, knowing the father and the son. Right. Like that, these are now things that we are now learning and embracing in such and it brings such joy to us because we're recognizing that the simplicity of the gospel. I think, I think also is that when you look at, um, when you look at Christ, he, I guess for us, right, you know, when we look at who we are and where we come from, like we're proud of being, you know, I'm proud of being a Moncali. Proud being Milford, you're proud being Cowan and Ramirez. Like, we're proud to be, you know, and then when Christ was being, uh, when he was about to be crucified, he was brought before them. He didn't answer anything except one thing. There was, only, there was one thing that he answered. We look at it at uh, Mark 14, uh, 60, what's it? Okay, yeah, 61. He held his peace and he answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, 
I am. And he shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds. Watch that again. Right hand of power. <laughs> <laughs> right? And he is sitting yeah. at the right hand of someone. Yeah. Right. We have okay. to. <laughs> There's no question there. We read through something. Like we read through. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, we read through, through that. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's there. sitting at the right hand of someone. So clearly, guys, if we if we if we have to, we, we, there's no question that Christ is seated at the right hand of, of power. There's one who is and greater. And who is the one that we just read in, in Luke, right? Or just uh, this, this, the power that came, Absolutely. the highest, the, 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 the power one. of the highest overshadow. It's all consistent. Scripture has to be consistent. But the question though is, is believing in the Son important? Yeah. First John it's 5. First John 5. You know what I mean? I mean, since you said it, we got to go there then. Yeah. It's believing in the Son important. Because a lot of people say, this doesn't matter whether Jesus is truly the literal Son of God. You know, it if doesn't you wanna matter. Yeah. If you want to you know, overcome. Just, you know, is it important? If you want life. If you want life, you want life, man. I mean, first John. You want eternal life, yeah. Eternal We can go straight to First John 5, 4 and 5 and just read that. Let's go from verse 5, man. Verse 1. Verse 1, all right. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him, that begat loveth him, also that is begotten of him. Let me just look at something here, right? They say begat, begotten means unique, or, and, and, and that's one element, but begotten also means birth. That's just mean, just means the birth. And now also, how it, how it, how it, look how it reference here. Whosoever believe that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. Born of God. Born of God, right? And, and, and that's, that, that's the key. The key is birth, birth, a new life for even us. The, the, that is where, it all begins. Life begins at birth. Because if that's as you're saying, you can't use is unique of him. Unique of no. Right. No. It doesn't make sense. And every time you have begotten in scripture, it means birth. Birth. Even, even if it doesn't you mean see, unique, it means birth. It's paired with begat. He who loveth him that begat, love of him that also be, has begotten him. So begat like when you say begotten is just unique, then what does begat mean? And so we see that that, that yeah. connection there. Go it's ahead, real though, but I mean, let's keep reading. For for this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For what whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is He that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus he is, is the, son the Son of God. God. So, so stop there. But, but don't even stop there. Verse oh, 10. Before bro. you go there, <laughs> you're telling me now that if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you can't overcome. That's what the Bible says. Right? The Word says it. Well, think about it. First Corinthians chapter one, verse thirty said Christ is wisdom, righteousness, redemption, sanctification. That Christ sums up everything that is for us. Right. That we need. Right. You can't, if you, if you don't have Christ, you don't have life, eternal life. Mm. So everything that's in Christ sums it up. Everything you need is everything in Christ. Is in Christ. Is in Christ. So that's why you can, you can look at this verse and say, who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Like, we go through a lot of these different 
uh, rituals, I would say, or traditions of how we get to getting, you know, becoming a Christian or, or whatever denomination you're in. But when you look through scripture, it's one of these things where it's like, you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? All right, that's it. I mean, look you at know, the it videos. doesn't it doesn't give you a bunch of things that you have to do first. Mm -hmm. You literally have to believe, mm -hmm. right? Believe. When Philip was talking to the uh, eunuch, mm -hmm. do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yeah, boom. He gave him some after that, but they yeah, went through scripture. He, mm -hmm. But that was the thing. You believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. When you look at Paul, Paul, when when Saul became Paul, what was his first thing to do after? everything his conversion we can, we can go and I, I, I don't want to just say it without because it's important to see that how knowing that Jesus Christ and believing is important is critical for eternal life. I mean it, even, it, even verse 11 says it right there yeah and this is the record that God has given to us yeah, eternal yeah, yeah. life yeah and this life is in, in his son, son. yeah and, and he that hath a son hath life and even while you're looking for the verse the eunuch acts um, Philip, who, who, who is this speaking of? And Philip tells him who it's speaking about. I mean, we have to read it. Right? Yeah. John, and John, I'll say even before that, John 3.15 says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, yep. but have eternal life. John mm -hmm. 20.31, but these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. John 3:17 For God so yeah. sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So your belief in the son takes you away from condemnation. John 3, right. 36 He that believeth on the son. <laughs> <laughs> and he that believeth not on the son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. Again, distinction. Jesus Christ the son of God is not Jesus Christ God himself. No. Mm -hmm. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, already. because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God, John 3.18. So what do we believe? I mean, if we gotta, we gotta consider this. If our belief is that Jesus Christ is only playing the role of the Son, do we believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God? Mm. Or if he's just role playing? Because 1 John 2.22 tells us, who is a liar? And he that denies that Jesus is the Christ. Funny enough, it says he is Antichrist, the one who denied that Jesus is He's the Christ. The father, the, that denies the, the Father and the, and the Son. And the Son. Because it says, whosoever denieth the, the Son, the same hath not the Father. Because mm. mm. we're but calling he God that a liar. the Son, have the Father. You're basically so you calling did, God a liar. So by denying that? the Son, you're saying, God, you're lying. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what, what verse but does it? John 2, 1 John 2, 22, 23. Okay. So when we look at the. So we talk about the trueness of, of Christ being the Son, yeah. really coming forth from the Father, being the literal Son of God, mm -hmm. and not a, a, a play or a, um, just a title. Mm -hmm. right, yeah. Because I've never seen where son becomes a title. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I don't know, nobody named their child son and named their child daughter. Yeah. You know, your, your, your son is given a name. But we see his God, God, God's son here is real, is yeah. real and true to us. And I like how we are emphasizing that, that understanding the, the, the realness of it, the reality of it, so that we could enter into the experience and, and have eternal life. Yeah. And, and, and there's only one way to it, and that is through the Son 
and takes us even higher, I would say, straight to the bosom of the Father, and that, where he is. And that is why it's so key for us right now that we are preaching, we are promoting, we are discussing, we are, we are talking about and uplifting Christ. It has to be Christ. Paul, Paul says, Paul in, in Acts verse 9, 19, it says, and when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus. That's when he, as, as his conversion. Verse 20, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues, his title that he is the son of God. Yeah. That's straight away. And let's not miss it. That eternal life is like we said, is knowing both the father and son, John 17, three. And yeah. this is life eternal that they might know the, the only true God. And if it was a period there, then I would say, maybe we're not sure who they're talking about. Right. But it says, and Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ. That and is critical because it lets us know that there's a distinction between the only true God, there's one God, the Father, and there are two beings of the God nature, the divine nature, the Father and the Son. So the and Jesus Christ gives us insight that the Son of God is also of the Father's nature, which makes him equal with the Father and worthy of worship. Life eternal is in knowing those two beings, not, not three or four or five, in knowing those two beings. So if we only have one that is not this being, these beings that are called out here, who do we have eternal life in? Yeah. Yeah. If we have another being, who is that being providing us eternal life? Because the scriptures are very clear. The scriptures are clear. We're seeing this consistent father, son. That's why it's father, important son. to know the truth. Father, son. So we've considered people to be antichrist who, who might, might be believers, right? Mm -hmm. And we say, hey, well, you're, 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 you're X, Y, Z. But the question is for antichrist here, the definition in 1 John 2 was denying that you're denying the son. Yeah. Not that you are an atheist, but that you are denying, denying the, the sun. So they're Christian antichrist. Is that possible? That's possible right now. With this that verse that you just mentioned, 17.3, that is Christ speaking. Absolutely. That is again, he's revealing. He is Christ is constantly revealing himself, he's constantly revealing God, and he's constantly showing us what the truth is about who God is. So he said there's one true God. Yeah. When we when he talked to the scribe, and the scribe, you know, went back into Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. And he said, I think we, we need to go to that because he says something that's key. Christ says something that's key to the, the scribe at that point. I think that's uh Mark. Let me see. Mark 12, Mark 12, I just ran, jumped right into it. Mark 12, verse, um, let's go to verse uh, 28. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. 
And the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself, is more than all burnt offerings and I'm oh, sorry, more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And verse 34, mm -hmm. and then Jesus said, and when Jesus saw that, he answered discreetly. He said unto him, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Amen. And no man after that thirst asked him any questions. So the scribe says to him, oh, yeah. there is one God and there is no other, but he. And so the question is, are we belittling Christ? Are we belittling Christ? No, we're not. Because his divinity is based on his sonship, mm -hmm. his relationship to the Father. And the Bible is clear that he, we, those who honor the Son honor, honor the, the Father. Father. The Bible is clear that the Father has highly exalted the Son, that the Son, at the name of Jesus, every knee, but the Father highly exalted him yeah. at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So we're not belittling the Son. I'm about to read, um, to touch on that, let's look at, um, first of all, I'm looking at two things. I mean, about uh, this is we can kind of use this as the wrapping up here. All right, um, look at uh, John 20, 17. When Jesus, uh, when Jesus about to ascend, he said, touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Jesus said he's going to his God. So does Jesus have a God? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Who's the God of Jesus now? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Jesus, you know, you know, so Jesus, Jesus have a God? God. He yes, a he God. does. And does the Father have a God? The father, no. <laughs> Who does Jesus submit to? Uh, submit to the Father. And, and even and, even how uh, Theo asks, is, are we belittling Jesus? Like, is Jesus belittling himself when he says in John 14, 28, ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, is he believing himself? And that, now, that, that's, that right there is, you know, you hear people, uh, it's always about, it, this is what it was happening here on earth. Yeah. It's when he was here on earth, then he can make those type of statements. You know? And it's a good thing he read it after we just read what we said, because it says, my God, go up to my God and your God. So it's his God. So it's definitely, his it's, also his father. Father there it's his father. His father too. Mm -hmm. It's his father. father so he's father even bringing up. us into that relationship. Yeah. yeah. And he's not leaving us yeah. out. And we can't and miss that. We can't miss that. Says, what you read there? This is Philippians 2. That's what I was about to read, man. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't read it, man. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. I'm like, what do you got there? Philippians 2. All right. And I was going to read. It says from verse 5, I was going to read. It says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, mm -hmm. taught it not robbery to be equal with God, mm -hmm. but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God mm -hmm. also had highly exalted mm -hmm. him mm -hmm. and given him a name mm -hmm. which is above every name, mm -hmm. that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that mm -hmm. Jesus is Lord to what? The, the glory, glory of, of God the, the Father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we see to his, the glory of God the Father. To the glory of God the Father. Yeah. 
And so people think that when you're worshiping Christ, it's his glory. No, it's to the glory of the Father. It's the glory of the Father. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to, to the, the glory, glory of, of the, God, Father. the Father. Yeah. That's what it's about. This and that's what Christ's work, that's what he did. He glorified his Father. And, and, and his Father glorified him with the glory that he had before, from the, the, before world. the world was. Johnson and he glorified him with what? His self. So, he said, glorify me, Father, with thine own John self. John 17, John 17, that's it. So when he filled him with his spirit, he gave, them, he gave him his own self. That's yeah. correct. Well, this is good. I mean, we touched on, we recap from the sun, uh, where we previously talked about who he is, um, talking about before the incarnation that he was a son, and he, God had a son to give before he entered humanity. And it's, it's, it's so important that we don't limit God and put him in a box into what he can do. And so now we're also seeing here that the son was, even in coming to earth, he wasn't belittling himself by claiming to be the son of God. He was glorifying the father and saying that he is the son mm -hmm. and all things were given unto the son by the father. He was exalted by the Father that we, like we just read in glorified Philippians, glorified mm -hmm. in, in John 17. So it's throughout scriptural. So once again, we just have to remain consistent and recognize that this is life eternal, that you know the Father, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. And it says, for he received from God the Father honor and glory when, they, when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Amen. 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 You messed up his perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like that verse had to go in there. My man.